Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. We are back and better than ever. It's June 21st, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, uh, welcome back from a vacation, buddy. It's it's good to hear your voice. Yeah, um, I'm glad to be in, in my own home. Not glad to be out of vacation. Um, I, I would have uh, very gladly stayed down there at the beach. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we left the beach uh, with beautiful, you know, 89 degree, sunny, beautiful weather and came back to uh, just horrible rain and clouds and cold. And I immediately wanted to turn around and go right back to PCB. Yeah, I bet you did, buddy. But look, here's the good news. We are 43 days away from the NFL, 44 days away from high school football, and 66 days away from college football. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, I, I think we're probably only a couple weeks away from me going back to the beach. Um, you, know, you know how they <laughs> say, you know, how they say uh, you know, hits breed more hits in baseball? Well, yeah. that, that, that's vacations around here. Vacations breed more vacations in the Sparling household. There you go. <laughs> And, and the other good news today, Bryce, today will be the longest day of the year. Wow. Because today is the first day of summer. So, I, you know, I you know we try to be positive here on the, on the podcast. Do you know what that means? Yeah. What's that? Tomorrow, it'll be shorter. And yeah. the day after that, it'll, it'll be shorter. Yeah. It'll be shorter. It'll be shorter. Uh, today, the longest day of the year, first day of summer. Billy, where's the summer weather at? Because it has not been hot at all hardly this summer like we haven't had it, it, it hadn't been warm at all like i'm looking right now at the forecast until past july 4th it doesn't even touch the 90s what's going on man this is crazy <clears throat> uh being the fat guy that i am i'm i'm kind of okay with that but you know what i mean no no i want I, I want it to be hot i want it to be appropriate weather in the appropriate seasons when it's winter I don't like the cold, but I don't want it to be warm. And when it's the summer, I want it to be in the 90s, man. Like right now, July 4th, they're predicting the high on July 4th to be 83. Dude, the the argument that I have for that is the past couple of years on my birthday, it's been in the 70s in November. That's not appropriate weather. That's not bad. November. That's not bad in November. It's not bad oh. in November. I don't know. I, I definitely don't want 70s in, on Christmas, you know, or, or you know, New Year's Eve. Well, we hit like below. We hit below freezing weather on on uh, Christmas it, last year. It felt like Christmas. It felt like Christmas this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. First day of summer, man. I want I want the summer weather to hit. I don't mind. I don't mind the scattered thunderstorms. That's summer in Georgia. But I want that. Uh, I want that Georgia heat to hit, baby. It's also National Cookie Dough Day. All right. And I am a big fan of this. I I could sit there and just take a spoon and eat me a whole bar jar of cookie dough. Yeah, I used to eat a lot of cookie dough when I was a little kid. I haven't eaten cookie dough in years. Um, I, I don't dislike cookie dough, shockingly, uh, especially chocolate chip cookie dough. I don't know why. I don't like chocolate chip cookies. 
when the cookie dough is cooked, I don't like to eat them. Um, but when the cookie dough is raw, I like to eat it. For, I don't. I have no idea why. Um, but yeah, Random. it's very, very weird. But <laughs> I mean, anybody who's listened to this podcast more than twice knows I'm kind of a weird person. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like cookie dough. I'm a, I'm a fan of cookie dough. I like to go in there and snag some, especially when we're making uh, cookies for Santa the night before. I'll go in there and snag some of that little little cookie dough uh, and cheat Santa out of one or two cookies. So when last we uh, spoke to all of you, we were about to uh, begin a three-game set, or excuse me, the last three games of the Rocky series. Um, we swept the entire Rocky series. Yeah, we did pretty good in that awesome. series. Did pretty good in that series. Braves began began a three-game set with the Phillies last night and beat them four to two. We are up to seven-game winning streak right now again, which is awesome. Uh, Cunha, Albies, Riley, and Olsen all within RBI apiece. Spencer Strider looked good last night. Six innings pitched, one earned, nine strikeouts. Dude, it, that's exactly what we needed from him because the last couple of outings, he's been kind of rough. Yeah, and that's, that's something we've talked about in the podcast is Spencer Strider. Now, once again, we have very, very high standards and expectations for Spencer Strider, but the, the month of May wasn't phenomenal for Spencer Strider. It wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it just wasn't phenomenal. And the start of his June was very, very rough. I mean, giving up two to Arizona in the first start, that's fine. But giving up eight to the Mets in only four innings and then giving up five to the Tigers in five innings, not the start to June that you wanted. Uh, and he just came back last night and showed you why I believe he is still the Cy Young favorite in, in the NL. I mean, he's 8-2 and two with 136 Ks. The 3.93 ERA is a little worrisome, uh, but the 1.15 whip is, is nice to see. And it's it's one of those things, he's so young, Billy, that you know what his ceiling is, but he hasn't shown that he can come back from bad starts consistently over the years and just be dominant. He's not one of those veterans that has been on the roster for eight years and has shown, oh yeah, he'll have two or three bad starts here or there, and then he'll settle down and have a month month, month of gyms. It, he's definitely capable of that. It's just we haven't seen that because he's so young. Bryce, he's only had 35 starts. He's 24. I mean, he's, he, he's 10 he years younger than I am. He started pitching last year in the, in the bigs as far as starting pitching, so I can't complain. And, Bryce and, Iglesias had uh, an inning pitch last night, two hits, one earned. It was a little bit of a rocky outing for Rysel, but um, you know, we got the save. It, we got the dub. We're, we're up by three. He gave up a run and gave up a single to Marsh and had the tying run on at the plate, and it was uh, oh god, what's his name? Oh, oh I completely forgot his name. Make it up. Uh, anyway, he was, he's one of the sluggers. Um, He's one of the Philly sluggers, and it was it, he was up and struck him out. So um, that's, that's now three up. of uh, Rysel Iglesias' last four outings that he's given up a run. Yeah, it's, that's not trending in the right direction. Well, the last outing, I think he came in, and it was uh, it, it didn't it wasn't a save situation. He was just coming in to try to get some work. Yeah, yeah, fourteen to the six win. Period. Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, it was the Rocky series when they didn't have, need a save at all. Um, Braves now up six games, or up six on the Marlins. Uh, Spencer Strider and Dwight Gooden are now the only two pitchers to reach 300-plus Ks in their first 35 starts. 
Dwight Gooden was pretty good, man. That's a pretty good company right there. Uh, Dwight Gooden, pretty good pitcher in his day. That's, that's pretty good to be in the same breath as Dwight Gooden. Good news uh, all around. Michael Harris, the second most named NL player of the week. These numbers are stupid. These, these are stupid numbers. Video game numbers. 556 average. He was 15 for 27. A 1.499 OPS. Five extra base hits. Three home runs. Nine home runs. RBIs. Eight runs. Two stolen bases. And only one strikeout. That's that's what I like to see. That one. All the other stats obviously are amazing. Uh, but the one strikeout. That's that's what I love to see. That's that's phenomenal from Spencer Strider. Uh, from Michael Harris Jr. In the month of June, he's now hitting 375. Yeah, and the fact that he's raised his average, I think he's up to two, he's up in the high 220s, 230s, somewhere around there. For his season average, he is hitting 249 yeah. right now. Which, let's not forget, June 7th, I think, he was hitting uh, a buck 89. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was down to a buck 63 on June 6th. And he has raised that all the yeah. way up in just a couple weeks to 249. He's he's hitting 250 on the season right now. Yeah, it's crazy man. It's it. I, I love to see it out of Michael Harris because that's a kid that that's a kid that you want to pull for. Once again, a Georgia boy, homegrown kid, 22. Um, want to see him succeed. Braves had the best record in baseball in the month of June. Um, Braves have also won 13 of 15. Of Spencer Strider's starts, so that was that was always a good thing. That's nice to see. Braves win their seventh in a row during this streak. They've outscored opponents eight point six runs to three point seven. Atlanta has a plus one hundred two run differential this year, which is the best in the National League. San Francisco is next, and it's cut in half. It's Ooh. a plus fifty one. Holy smokes, dude! <laughs> Jeez, that's insane. I uh... want to talk about video game numbers. These are video wow. game numbers. This is what the Braves is this year. That's that's oh, crazy, God. man. That's absolutely crazy. And I think we're uh, looks like we're third overall in run differential in the entire MLB. So <laughs> that's nobody in the NL is even close. That's crazy, dude. No, no, not at all. Oh so no, the, Braves, uh, the, the Giant, the Giants after last night, they they're they're at plus fifty two. So they did, they did pick oh. up one run. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So uh, Braves will continue their three-game set with the Phillies tonight. Um, I'm just hoping for more than the same, man. It's it's been it's been a fun little ride here, six, seven in a row right now. So who do we got? Uh, also, who, who do we got starting tonight? Do you know? You know, off the top of your head? Uh, off the top of my head now. Uh, let me check real quick. Click this little thing, and we'll use this little handy dandy thing called the internet. Um, Smith Shalver, Smith Shalver tonight versus okay. Aaron Nola. Oh, okay. Should be a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Braves Braves are playing tonight, but uh, Atlanta United's also playing tonight. Yeah, Atlanta United hosting NYCFC. Thank God we don't have to watch. I don't watch games when we go up to <laughs> NYCFC. I just don't. It's Yankee the, Stadium it, sucks when it's it comes awful. to that. It's awful. The field, not only is the field terrible to play on for the players, it's awful to watch because the camera angles are horrendous i mean it is it, it really is unwatchable billy it, it that's the only game i refuse to watch uh because the camera angles are just terrible you can't tell what's going on atlanta united 
will try to extend their unbeaten streak to seven games tonight uh, when we host New York City FC, who haven't won a game in nearly two months. That bodes well for our five stripes. We're going to be led by Yakimakis tonight. Everybody is coming off of international break, so I don't know what the availability is going to be. When I checked the availability report the other day, it, we only had, um, I think, two guys that were out. It was it was just Eric Lopez, who was questionable, and Santiago Sosa, who was out with an ankle. Um, so it, I, I don't know, and I haven't, honestly, haven't kept up with the the red card and the yellow card accumulation. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, Yakimakis will be out versus NYCFC because of yellow card accumulation. Um, international duties, Luis Abram is questionable. Tiago Almada is questionable. Derek Etienne is out because of international duty. And Miles Robinson is out because of A, international duty, and B, Miles Robinson got hurt the other night. I believe it was versus Canada. Hurt his hamstring, uh, which is not great for Atlanta United. It's not what you wanted to see out of one of our captains. So we will be without Santiago Sosa tonight. Derek Etienne Jr., Miles Robinson, and Jorgis Yakamakis. Um, so it'll be on uh, Barry to kind of come into that striker role. Tiago Almada and Luis Abram, uh, Luis Abram are both questionable. We'll see if they play. I would assume Tiago Almada will play because he didn't play a ton for Argentina, so I would assume he would be in tonight. Um, and uh, Arujo, uh, he hasn't played in like the past couple of matches, and like even when he's on the bench, he doesn't look ready to go in. So it'll be interesting to see if he starts tonight. Um, it, it'll be kind of a piecemeal team against NYCFC. I, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't have a great feeling about tonight's game, especially coming off of international break. Uh, I think I'd be happy with a draw. That's not what you want to get at home, obviously, but I, I think I'd, uh, I think I'd be happy with a with a draw right now. I mean, NYCFC is outside of the playoffs right now in the 11th spot. Uh, and, and landing United in the sixth uh, six spot inside the playoffs, but I, th I think a draw might be kind of likely here tonight. Well, I'll take it. I'll take any, any kind of dub or a... Um, I mean, the draw will be okay, I guess, but as long as as long as long we don't lose to those bastards up north. I, I, I hate NYCFC. I can't stand them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that game right. is 7.30 tonight. 7.30 kickoff um, on Apple TV+. Plus. And remember, if, if you guys watch Apple TV and don't like the commentators on them, you always have that option to flip over to our local radio call um, with uh, friends of the show, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore, who do a phenomenal, phenomenal job. I, I love both those guys yeah, so do. much. Um, Jason Longshore's passion for soccer inside of Atlanta, uh, it, it grows outside of Atlanta United, which is really cool. All right, so last week we had a Pop Culture Wednesday, and we did the top five baseball movies of all time. This week is going to be the top five football movies of all time. Bryce, I sent out a tweet last night or yesterday afternoon and was asking uh, for people's opinions on this ahead of what we were doing. Got a lot of replies. We did, and it looked a lot of them. And there's a lot of different top fives, which I love. It's not all the same movies. I love that. So let's start with yours uh, this week and uh, see what you've got. All right, so my top five football movies of all time. You'll notice a trend here um, because four of the top five are all comedies. And that is 90% of what I watch. If I flip a movie on, it's pretty much going to be a comedy, almost, almost guaranteed. So number one, 
I have the greatest football movie really? of all time. Uh, it, it's it's it, it's phenomenal. Uh, the Water Boy. The Water Boy is is absolutely the number one football movie of all time. It's so quotable. I quote Water Boy um, probably once a day, to be honest with you. Mama said. Mama said. Looks like something's wrong with his umdula amblangata. Uh, I, I quote the Water Boy almost daily because my middle son uh, sort of is Bobby Boucher. He talks like Bobby Boucher a lot. So, Water Boy number one for me. Number two, Varsity Blues. I mean, once again, yeah. just just a quote. Ten! Ten! I give it a ten! Uh, I love Billy Bob in that movie. You're the best dog I've ever had, Billy Bob. I think that's a pig. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the greatest greatest movies of all time. Love Varsity Blues. Uh, number three, remember the Titans. That is probably. Yeah. I mean, you can't make a top five football movies of all time and not include Remember the Titans. Like that there is several out there that didn't have it. Yeah, and that this is this is an undisputed. All, all the other all the other four on my list. If if these four aren't on other people's top five, I understand they're my personal favorites. Uh, but remember the Titans. You can't have a football top five and not have Remember the Titans on there. I mean, I, can't, I agree. I, I you know, I think when I was in high school playing high school football, I think our team went to the theater and watched Remember the Titans like two or three times. Um, great, great movie. Number four, I have The Replacements. Once again, another comedy on here. Um, uh -huh. Hilarious movie with uh, with The Replacements coming in. You know, the Scrubs, the 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 main players go on strike, and they bring in uh, they bring in Neo from the Matrix to play quarterback, um, and they bring in the uh, the guy that directed all the Thanos movies to play linebacker. He's a crazy cop. It's a great movie, absolutely phenomenal movie. Shane Falco comes in, saves the day, um, and, and then number five. I have the longest yard. I personally enjoyed the remake better than the original. I love the original with Burt Reynolds. I think it's a great movie. Um, but I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan because I sort of grew up in that era where Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey were my heroes. Um, and and the, so the longest yard is my number five. Once again, uh, a very quotable movie, hilarious movie. I broke the yo toy, coach. Um, and, I had I had the longest yard as my top as my fifth movie, and then I had to change it. But. Yeah. Yeah, number five, and then a, a, a number six, one that I considered, but it's not technically a football movie, so I didn't include it in here. Um, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, uh, because that is <laughs> that is one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's sort of loosely a football movie, I guess. Laces out, Dan. Um, a flashlight, or are you just happy to see me? Uh, it, it, it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But, uh, but I'm not quite sure if it qualifies for a football movie. So Waterboy 1, Varsity Blues 2, Remember the Titans 3, The Replacements 4, uh, Longest Yard 5. Like I said, four of my five are comedies. So that's that's sort of that's sort of where I roll with movies. Do you consider Varsity Blues a comedy? It's a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right. Put this on your head and say I'm about hitting the nuts. <laughs> I mean, there was some, there was some, a lot of funny moments in there, but it was more of a drama for me. But yeah, I'm, I'm, it's still in my top five. So <laughs> let me start with number five and, and go down to one. Uh, Rudy is my, is my number five movie. Um, like I said, I had the longest yard there, and then I thought about it a little bit more, and Rudy is just one of those iconic movies that I had to put in. To hell with Notre Dame. I agree. And Rudy was offsides. It was still a really good movie. Like. It was still a really good football movie. 
Uh, number four, The Blind Side. Um, yeah, the the movie about Michael Orr and just how that came to be and everything else was just phenomenal movie. Good acting in that and, movie too. Yeah, you can't. Sandra Bullock's a freaking smoke show too, man. Um, <laughs> uh, number three is Varsity Blues. Uh, much of going off of what Bryce said. I mean, it's it's one of those movies. Plus the speech that Moxon gives in the HB Heroes. Um, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> at my window is Jonathan Moxon. <laughs> Boy, I, I tell you what, a good banana uh, split sounds good right now. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Allie Larder. <laughs> uh, uh, number two is The Water Boy. And I, I'm right there with you, buddy. Like, hey, Water Boy, you're fired. <laughs> Captain Daniel throws no moity. Yeah. And then number one is Remember the Titans. Um, it's just the the football movie. It is for me. You and it's can't just, have a top five without it. You really can't. No. You really can't. Yeah. And so let me run down a couple of these from yesterday. Um, our good friend uh, Steve Walker had the incredible or at 1974's Longest Yard, Junction Boys, We Are Marshall, which was honorable mention for me. Uh, Facing the Giants and Rudy. <clears throat> for Steve, uh, Josh Ditcher had the program at number one. Remember the Titans 2, We Are Marshall at three, Longest Yard at four, and Any Given Sunday, which also was honorable mention. You know what? I'm going to say that something a little con- controversial here. Um, I'm not a fan of Any Given Sunday. Really? It's no, it's a good movie. I'm not. I get, I get so bored during that movie, I've never watched the entire thing all the way through. Um, I've, I've watched the entire thing, bits and pieces. You know me. I can't pay attention to stuff. Um, and, and Any Given Sunday, it's, just, it's, it's too slow, man. That's why I like comedies. I have to, you know, I have to have stuff happening every, every single you know, five minutes. I have to, I have to keep engaged. Um, and yeah, two, two of the ones that I saw a lot, uh, Friday Night Lights and Any Given Sunday, like those are just slow burns for me. I can't, I, they're just boring to me. I, I don't enjoy them. It's just, you know, I gotta have something, ha- you know, I don't want 30 minutes of dialogue. I, just, I can't do that, dude. So friend of the program, Mark Zeno, timed in. Oh, did he really? It's a tough on the exact order. Uh, the program, Varsity Blues, Wildcats, Remember the Titans, and Necessary Roughness. Honorable mention to quarterback princess. I haven't heard of half of those. What the <laughs> hell is necessary roughness? Is that a? I've I've never heard I of this movie. I think I've seen it. It's been a long time though. Necessi- I've never heard of this. Uh, our our social media director over at Hometown Sports chimed in. Uh, said, "Little Giants at one, Friday Night Lights at two, Facing the Giants at three, The Game Plan four, Concussion five. Wow. Okay. Um, little Giants and Facing the Giants. I, I think I remember those from being when I was a little kid. I think I watched those. Wasn't Al Bundy one of the coaches in one of those movies? Uh, yeah, he yeah. was in Little Giants. Little Giants. That's what it was. I remember that movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what happened. Annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I don't remember uh, that one. Or I remember Tyler it, but Napier, coach, coach down in Heard County, uh, typed in. Uh, replacements one Friday Night Lights two Necessary Roughness three the program four Remember the Titans five so right there the replacements that's uh, hey I'm right there with you you gotta I, you know I love that movie 
Varsity Blues up there for Trent Bianco, too. Um, yeah, Bianco had Rudy, Remember the Titans, the program, We Are Marshall and Varsity Blues. And then Hale Singleton, Any Given Sunday, one, Friday Night Lights, two, Remember the Titans, three, Varsity Blues, four, Waterboy, five. I see Kale and I have the same uh, sort of, you know, likes in movies. We sort of have the same preference in movies. Got, a, yeah, got Varsity and Blues and Waterboy any- up there. Outside of any given Sunday. Yeah. yeah. He said any given Sunday is the ultimate football movie, yeah, is what he told me. It's just boring. It's just boring to me. But I, that's that's me. I, 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 I'm very, uh, you know, I can't pay attention to movies long. I don't go to movies because of that. I usually fall asleep or leave. Um, <coughs> yeah. So, yeah. Any the, given Al Pacino, the Al Pacino monologue uh, speech to the team in that movie is phenomenal. Is it sort of it like really the monologue is. he has in Scarface? Uh, no, kind of. Does I he guess. Have, does he have a say hello to my little friend scene? Oh no! Say hello <laughs> he to my little friend. <laughs> does he call him all cockroaches? But that's uh, that's our top five movies, uh, top five football movies of all time. Um, I'm not sure what we'll do next week. I don't think I got, there's not that many hockey movies. Oh, there's a ton of hockey movies. Uh, I mean, outside of you can't just keep saying. Um, Mighty Ducks one, two, no, and then three. absolutely not. No, no, that's neither one of those would be my number one movie. I mean, come on, slap shot, bang, uh, bang on right there, baby, slap shot. That's the greatest hockey movie of all time. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do hockey movies at some point because there, there's a few hockey movies out there. Um, I think I know your number one, uh, but we'll save that. Also, one that I thought of, Billy, that I want to do. It's not sports related. A little bit of foreshadowing here. I want to do like our top five '80s uh, sort of, you know blow them up movies you know like action movies what are the top 80 action movies so i was listening to 92.9 the game yesterday boxing and they, too a lot of boxing movies, fighting movies. they had the top 10 comedies from 2000 to now and i think super bad was like in the top <laughs> so three good that's so funny <laughs> and i was like <laughs> Nothing encapsulated my high school years in movie form better than Superbad. I mean, that was that. If you want, if you want to know what Bryce Sparling was in high school, go watch Superbad. Uh, and and that was that was my high school years encapsulated into an entire you know hour and a half, two hour movie. I mean, that was maybe we should do that next week. Is the top five uh, comedies from two thousand, or we just do top five comedies of all time? Oh, dude, there's no, there is no way we could do that. Sure. Or, yeah, we can do no. decades. We'll figure something oh. out. We'll have we'll have another uh, we'll have another um, what do we call pop it? culture Wednesday. Pop culture Wednesday. There we go. I was thinking social media Wednesday, but that's not right. Yeah, we'll do another pop culture Wednesday, and we'll we'll do this all the way up into football season, maybe even through football season, because uh, I'm enjoying these little lists. I'm enjoying the yeah. I'm enjoying getting a peek into our fans' sort of uh, mindset and behind the scenes and see what they enjoy, and everybody gets to see what we enjoy. Uh, Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night in the NL East. Blue Jays beat the Marlins 2-0. Cards beat the Nats 9-3. And the Astros beat the Mets 4-2. So the, yes. you were the only ones that won in the NL, NL East last night? Indeed we were. Indeed we were. Oh, that's, that sucks for them. I hate it. On the Smiths floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight in the NL East. Blue Jays at Marlins at 10, or excuse me, 12-10. Mets at Astros at 2-10. And Cards at Nats at 4 5 And then... Braves at Phillies tonight. I believe it's at 640 is our first pitch time uh, tonight up in Philadelphia. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Oh, buddy. I will be drinking coffee all day today. I have got to do a cleanse 
uh, to try to get the, all this fried seafood and alcohol out of my system. I'll be coffee and water today. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Let's start off by uh, saying T's and P's out to Clay Harden. Um, Clay, Clay is a little bit stubborn. I don't know if anybody knows this, but he's a little bit stubborn. Um, he had a ruptured appendix <laughs> on Father's Day. It was like, oh, this is just normal, normal everyday life until finally they decided to go to the hospital on Monday and uh, had it removed on Tuesday. So T's and P's go out to play. He is still in the hospital at Tanner. So just give a, give a shout out to him. Uh, we love you and miss you, buddy, and hope you're doing okay. I got to go sit and talk with him and Lindsay yesterday. Yeah, T's so. and P's, man. He's, he's on the mend, I think, now. So um, that's good to see out of Claydro. Uh, that's a- he's, the text messages that we've started getting from him. <laughs> like they just gave me morphine i'm like oh god here we go (laughs) (laughs) better yet uh have you gotten any ice cream that's that's the big thing you got to get while you're in the uh in in the hospital you got to get some good ice cream there. the funny thing is they were so out of rooms at tanner yesterday that they had to put him on the maternity board (laughs) so like (laughs) i told like i I was trying to get up to his room and I was, I didn't know where I was going. And I asked a, a hospital worker and they're like, yeah, 261's on the maternity ward. I said, it, it's a, it's a, it's a guy. Yeah, maybe it's like, maybe <laughs> it's like a Mr. Mom, Arnold Schwarzenegger type deal. <laughs> so they, they, they instructed me how to get there, which was kind of funny. So nice. T's a to play. Uh, Dolphins Tyreek Hill under investigation in an alleged altercation. Uh, yeah, so he has he's had an alleged altercation um, at the Miami Beach Marina, apparently. Some type of assault and battery thing. Uh, Miami-Dade police are, are looking into it, but they had uh, some disagreement that took place on Sunday. Um, so I, that's, that's the only thing I've heard, is some disagreement happened at the Miami Beach Marina on Sunday involving Tyreek Hill. I haven't heard anything else about it, so it's kind of, kind of weird. You would, you would think... Like there'd be more more news about this. I mean, this happened a couple days ago, but that, that's the only thing that I've heard so far. So just kind of keep an eye out for that to see what happens uh, from from Tyreek Tyree Hill. We are one day away from the NBA draft, uh, and Kyle Kuzma and Draymond Green both just declined their option and will become free agents. Yeah, um, understand. Do you think either one of those would be a hawk? I do. I would. I would love to see Draymond Green become a Hawk. I, honestly, I I not at not at twenty. He turned down twenty seven and a half million dollars for a player option. Um, so I don't know if he thinks he's going to get more than that on the open market. Maybe he will. I don't want to see the Hawks give him that much money for sure. But I would love to see Draymond Green come to the Hawks. I think Draymond Green lacks a lot of what the Hawks don't have. Um, Draymond Green has that dog in him, and and the Hawks do not have that dog. Uh, Trey has that sometimes, but it's not something you see consistently from Trey, and that's something you see consistently from Draymond Green. Uh, he's, he's got that dog. He is he is a Dennis Rodman type lightning rod that you need on a championship squad. I, I'd love to see him come to the Hawks. I don't think we can make the salary work. Um, and, and Kuzma Kuzma's nice, but we already have Kyle Kuzma in the form of John Collins. Uh, both of them are sort of the same player. Uh, I think Kuzma's a little bit better at this point in time. Um, but if, if we could, we're just. 
we're, we're kind of in salary cap hell right now for the Hawks. And unless we make some trades, I, I don't see us being able to go after Kuzma or Draymond. But I'd love to see either one on the, on the squad. Speaking of trades, the Suns are finalizing a trade for Wizards Bradley Beal to make him part of their big three. Wow. That's, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. That's a big Insane, trade. Isn't it? That yeah. trade is massive. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I mean, you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal now out there in, in Phoenix Town. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if the Nuggets can get better and, and kind of rival them. So it's going to be it's going to be the Nuggets uh, versus the Suns right now out there in the West, unless the Lakers can move somebody or, or, or do something. So we'll see. Also, DeAndre Ayton out there as well. I forgot about him. Um, They'll have Bronny next year for the Lakers. You know. I, I, dude, I, I'll, I'll keep preaching this. I, I said it over the weekend when we were on vacation. Uh, Abner and I were talking about this. Bronny's not a one-and-done guy. He, he's not He's not going to be ready for the NBA after one season of, of college. He's, he's just not. He's not good enough. Um I'll, I'll even be. I'll even go as far as to say I don't know if I don't know if Bronny is a future NBA player. Um, he, he's a good player. He's, he's a very good player. But unless he makes some drastic leaps in college, I, I don't think he's an NBA player right now. We're in the middle of list list season, and Athlon Sports has come out and named Hurt County's own Aaron Beasley a preseason All SEC selection up there in Tennessee. Yeah, as well as he should be, man. He, he's a monster up there at Tennessee. East. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch him this season. It'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun to, to watch him destroy folks in the, uh, the that disgusting Tennessee orange. But uh, but I'll be cheering for Aaron Beasley. You, you didn't get a chance to really watch. You know, you haven't really watched high school football up until like a couple years ago. But Aaron Beasley was a monster at Hurt County, man. Like an absolute monster down here. So, uh, all right. Finally, today in 1939, New York Yankees announced Lou Gehrig's retirement after doctors reveal he has ALS. Yeah. Later renamed Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, yeah, it's sad, man. He was one of the one of the greatest of all time. One of one of my favorite baseball players of all time, I think. Uh, the disputes between him and Babe Ruth are, are pretty legendary and pretty funny to read about. Uh, Lou, Lou Gehrig was about as straight laced as you could be, and uh, Babe Ruth was the yin to his yang. Babe Ruth was not straight laced at all. So, the the fights between those two guys were legendary. They were playing together. It's a lot of fun like now gavin gavin's been playing a lot of mlb the show and you know they have a lot of the older players like lou gehrig babe ruth that kind of thing so lou gehrig is on his diamond dynasty team now and he's he's really happy with with him and it's just you know my son's favorite player right now and he never got to see him play but my my son's favorite player is ken griffey jr and it's all because of being able to play this game you know what i mean yeah and that's that's a cool little aspect of of the game that i don't think many people really thought of when they were doing it yeah it's pretty neat to see uh these younger kids get to experience some of the older players through uh through video games yeah he's called like the iron horse on there or something it's not lou gehrig it's yeah weird <laughs> i was like i was like who that i was like is this a creative player they're like no this is diamond dad diamond diamond dad dynasty dad I'm like, uh, I don't know what the hell that is, but okay. All right, fine, whatever. Yeah. You got anything else for us, buddy? Nah, man, let's get out of here on a on a hump day. It kind of seems weird. It's, it's, it's a Monday for me coming back from vacation. Yeah. I'm ready to go on another vacation. I bet, buddy. Uh, for uh, Bryce Farling, I am Billy Lindall. Have a great 
uh, rest of your Wednesday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake!